Hello, it's Simply Andre. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jay Mackin and Jaco. Hey, let's get it. We're here with Out in the Open Podcast, where discussions are open and judgments are closed. Welcome back to Hello. Out in the Open Podcast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's, it's been a while. It's been a while, but first then since I've been in here. Oh, yeah, because you know, not, work, not really. Work, work got me slaved up. But yeah, I'm usually free. I hear Funzo's voice and Mackin's voice, mm-hmm. and not me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she be working. But yeah. first and first, we want to wish everyone a happy, happy New, New Year, Year. twenty twenty one. Yeah, happy I'm New not about to play with you. Well, not Nancy. Oh, <laughs> 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 y'all. <laughs> but wow. for for those for those who are listening no, for the. Nah, we're not starting over. We're not starting over. It's but the raw footage. For real, man. That's how we keep it out in the open, right? I promise, I'm Haitian, y'all. I'm just tired today. <laughs> I was th- I was thinking about my birthday, so that's why I said bon fête. Yes, you see, my right, mom's already right. next week. Like, okay, go ahead, my kid, go ahead. Let's not get distracted. <laughs> but but for those who are listening for for the first time, you guys could tune in everywhere, every platform. OITO crew, we on IG, Facebook, hmm. and on on. On the Apple Podcast, you guys could check us out. YouTube as well. Out in the Open Podcast. YouTube, Out in the Open Podcast. SoundCloud, Out in the Open Podcast. We air Spotify, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so, and as everyone know, we started season two where we bring people to come talk about their life success and background. Entrepreneurship. Yes, right. ma'am. Right. Yes, ma'am. So, for today, we have a special guest. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you introduce that then I then 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 then, then I, I'm gonna take over all right me all right go ahead what's up dude go okay. go ahead oh okay hey y'all hey welcome to today's episode we have my girl I met her like was it like two two, two months, months ago two months two three months two, ago three months? Oh, yeah, yeah, two, three, two, three months, months, ago. months ago. Yeah, yeah. I met you through a mutual friend, yeah. my dog, whatever. And I met you and I was like, okay, you cool, whatever. Like, Capricorn and a Taurus, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, you cool or whatnot. But uh, y'all, here she is, my girl, Kane. Hey. I like your name. I was in the car. I was driving here. I was like, um, I don't know if you want me to say your full name out here. Nah. nah okay, my bad. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. But right. it's, it's, a, it's a cool name. And I was like, um, that's a good name, Kane. Like. It's like a powerful like name. Thanks, thanks. Even though he he killed Abel. <laughs> okay. Kane is a it's a powerful name. It's like girl, if you don't take over with that name, I'll, I'll take it myself. I'm already taking over, and on. I will take over with it. Kane Evie, Ooh. Evie Kane. Period. Okay. Period. Period. Right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and she's also Miss Orlando. Hey, hey we got Miss Orlando, Orlando in the house. <laughs> Shout out to National American Miss for changing my life hey, for hey. the better. Okay, so um. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, right. so let's start with Miss Orlando. How, like, let's start where it all start. It all started in 2016, and Jaco. If you guys don't, y'all should know him. He's Jaco. Shout out, shout, shout out yeah, to Jaco and and, and Fonzo. We miss y'all, man. Right. So I got a letter in the mail, and they were 
saying that I should come to this open call, which is kind of like an orientation about the pageant. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool, but I'm not going to sign up for it since you gotta pay. Um, I'm not paying for nothing. Yeah, I don't be, I don't be doing stuff. Like, yeah, but um, money. they have played a video about the prize package. You could win a car. You could win like, you could win like five hundred thousand dollars. Like, listen, that got us excited. So I actually signed up because Jaco convinced me to do it. He was like, you know, this would help you with your modeling. You want to help other young women. Like, this will help you with that. Plus, think about the prize package. <laughs> So I was like, okay, so I did it and I continued to do it because of the change I saw within myself. So I didn't continue because of the price package. Like this is actually like my first title with the pageant being Miss Orlando. Like I I was so excited, but at the same time, I was kind of disappointed this year because I wanted the state title. But hey, God... Listen, his Girl. timing is everything. Exactly. Okay. Maybe this year you become Miss Universe. You don't know. Right. Like, you don't know. Why would you want state when you can have universe? You feel me? Like, you okay, feel go, me? Go ahead, go ahead. You're going to make me speak. In here, <laughs> no, speak, girl. You're going to make me speak. speak in here. Okay, go ahead, y'all. So, yeah. Um, After the state pageant, like I had a rough time because I did I did not win. Um, I fell into like this deep stage of depression, which was really bad. I I just started losing myself. But then I went to the national pageant and got first runner up, <laughs> and I was shocked. Like I did not see it coming. But I kid you not, November that Thanksgiving week was the first time I ever believed in myself, wow. and I actually got first runner up. So I was like, wow. Imagine if I had believed in myself this whole time, mm-hmm. I could have won that title. Mm-hmm. But God's timing. God's God. timing. So, like, speaking of um, the, the the depression, mm-hmm. wow, y'all, I can't speak today. Your girl be so tired today, but um, <laughs> speaking of, like, the depression thing, I was scrolling on Instagram. I think when you, I don't know if you first came out with it. That's, I don't know if that's when you first came out with it or, or, or whatever, but, like, I was scrolling and then I saw the post where you came out and you were telling everybody how, um, you went through what you went through with mm-hmm. the depression and everything mm-hmm. and now how like you're better and mm-hmm. that pop out with that picture I was like right okay like, right. I, was like, I was scrolling I was like wait that's <laughs> hey. and I was just reading like I don't usually read like um ca- captions but like it was just like okay let me read this because I'm like I saw that that's something like you know I kind of go through mm-hmm. too sometimes where you know I'll fall into like this depression, you know, stage. Then I get out of it. Then I go back in it, and then you know, place anxiety. So I was like, let me read into it because it might, you know, help me a little bit or relate to you. So with that, like, was this like the first time you came out with it, or was it like you oh, just, no. you know, doing a recap? No, that was a recap. Reading. Like I've been talking about this since 2015, mm-hmm. and I remember I used to get bullied for it. Because people used to say, oh, there she is again. She's always in her feelings and stuff like that. So then I started to see that people were coming to me saying, oh, my gosh, you are doing a good thing. Thank you for doing this. Because mental health was becoming a trend. Mm -hmm. But to me, this is something I've always struggled with. So when I look on social media, sometimes I get offended because I'm like, yo, like depression took seven years of my life. Where, like, I could have been further than I am now. Mm-hmm. But because of that, like, I, f- I felt stuck in a way. But 2020 completely changed my life because September 8th, I had a suicide attempt. And that was my last suicide attempt, okay? It's not going to happen again. In Jesus' name, it won't happen again. Period. Right. Um, And that was because it was a lot going on. Me losing the pageant had a lot to do with it because after that, I felt so unworthy. I looked at the top five and there were no black girls. Mm-hmm. Like the only black girl that I saw, like I don't know if this is going to sound mean, but I looked at her and I thought the only black thing about her was her skin. That was about it. Like I was not 
able to relate to her in any way. Like, I was just like, okay. Or like, maybe. maybe. You mean like, she was black, of course. Mm -hmm. But her personality was like, you know. Right. Hi, my name is Jessica. Like, like that. Okay. I'm not trying to come for anybody. Right. I can understand Mm -hmm. because, you know, like, sometimes being a black, a black female, you feel like, you know, where could I even fit in? Because it's like, you, you talk a certain way, you Mm -hmm. belong to the white people. Right. You talk another way, like. Oh, exactly. you ghetto! Like exactly, it's like what, what is want? it? So right. it's like I completely understand, like right. you know, everything. And so. throughout the pageant, you know, I've had conversations with her, and she's a cool person and everything. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, yeah, like we're not from the same background. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, like I'm pretty sure you probably never even heard of it. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I chose to stay in the pageant as well. It's because they need people like me. Mm-hmm. Not everybody grew up in a rich household. Not mm-hmm. everybody grew up in the pageant world. Like they need to see young women like me that struggle with depression, lust, anxiety, things like that. And there are a lot of things that as women we struggle with, but we don't talk about because it's not normal. Yeah. Like for example, with lust. Men can easily open up and say they struggle with that mm-hmm. because, you know, men are supposed to have this high sex drive and stuff like that. But with women, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, right. Oh, like, excuse ooh, my language, y'all. Ooh, I forgot where I, I was. Nah, I out in the was. open, right? Out in the open. Out in the open. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Right. Like, you're It's <laughs> like, okay. Um, right, like, it's always fine. the name calling. Yeah. But one thing I learned is, like, I never judge anybody. I try my best not to judge because at the end of the day, no one's better than anyone. At you know? all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also try to surround myself with people who don't judge. If at any moment I feel like I'm being judged, I'm going to separate myself from the environment because I don't need that type of negativity. Mm-hmm. I already dealt with it at the church I used to go to. Like, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Listen, church hurt. That's a whole other That's a whole other. Like, nah, nah, let's talk about it. No, talk about it. That's literally a whole another uh-huh. episode. Right. Like, for real. Because right. they tie to everything that, like, you're doing. Like, That's right. with me, um... I'm completely, let me tell you, I had to go to New Year's with my mom, you know, to church, whatever. <laughs> and like, I was just dressing up. I had to cover everything because, you know, my tattoo, my earrings. And then like, you know, I had to wear something below my knees because I had to go to church presenting the way I used to go to church when I was with my living with my mom. Mm-hmm. So it's like church hurt is a, a different thing. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever been church hurt. I don't think so. Oh, but I've heard of it because I never let these people get to me. Like I'm mm-hmm. not living with you. Like I can't, I'm like I'm kind of glad. Like I have thick, like thick skin when it comes to that because like I'm not living with you. You're not gonna affect me. The only person that can affect me is my mom because I live with her, my brother. And that's it. That's I it. live with her. Mm-hmm. But that's it. But church hurt. Mm-mm. Pops run away. You know it's crazy. <laughs> my depression started because of that. Really? Like, yeah. Well, it started with issues I had with my mom ever since I was 11. But when I started going to church, I thought it would be like my safe place. But they actually added to it even more. And that's when I started to do research because I was like, oh, my gosh, every Sunday I'm coming in here, I'm crying. Sometimes I would cry for no reason. Mm -hmm. And I was just I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, something is wrong here because why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. Um, and there's no reason behind it. And I realized it was because it got to the point where every Sunday was a rumor about me. And I'm like, okay, like, thanks for letting me know how I'm living my life. I came here to praise God or praise right. me. Like, what right. are we doing? I feel you. Right. Um. So it got to the point where, like, it got to me. It definitely got to me. Plus, I was young at the time. I didn't know how to handle my emotions. So I remember going to the hospital. And that was another thing, like, 
as Haitians, old ages, please take things like that serious. Don't be saying it's a demon. It's a spirit. No, it is mm-hmm. not. Like, this is a disease, okay? Like, stop it. Because I remember going to the hospital and my mom literally said, girl, you just don't pray hard enough. Oh, my God. I said, oh. Pray. <laughs> I was like, sis, do you know how much I pray? Mm-hmm. Like, I pray 20, like, listen, I cannot pray any more than that. Like, come on now. So they actually had to take me to a, um, a behavioral health hospital because they told me that they didn't trust me. They felt like I was going to hurt myself or kill mm-hmm. myself. And they were right. They're like, correct, yeah. yeah, I already had suicide attempt at the time and stuff like that. Can I, can I ask mm. how many? How many suicide attempts? Have, have you had? Yeah. Honestly, I've had multiple, but I can only remember four. Oh. Yeah. There are some that I don't talk about because at the time it was more so I was like close to it, but I was still like, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But the four, I was like done about to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I remember this year before September 8th and even after September 8th, when I had that suicide attempt, I would go to Millennia Lake. I don't know if you guys know that place. I would go there all the time and I would just think about how I want to jump in mm-hmm. and just put a rope. I'm not, I don't want to give nobody any ideas, but yeah. I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to put a rope um, and just wrap it around my feet with something heavy. Mm-hmm. That way, I, I I have no way to fight to come back up. Um, and there was this notebook that I had. That's how I knew, like, I had to get some help. There was this notebook that I had, and I wrote down, I feel like God want to use me to so people can take mental health serious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God wants to use me for that, but there's no way he would tell me to kill myself. So that's when I knew the devil was really in my ears. Yeah. I also had a lot of distractions at the time because God is always speaking to us. He's always speaking yeah, to us. But if you if there's a lot of noises you can right. hear. I was partying, I was smoking, I was drinking, I was doing sexual activities out in the open, right? Like girl, come on. Open. Listen, like, listen. That like I was literally at my lowest, I would say like 2015, 2016. Those were bad years for me, but the thing with this one, why it affected me the way it did is because I knew better. Mm-hmm. I chose not to do what I knew. Mm. So I literally had to acknowledge that. And I remember doing therapy. I was lying to my therapist. She was like, how are you feeling? I'm like, you know, like, same old, same old. I'm still sad, still angry, have anxiety, but fine. And she's like, okay, cool. And I never told her about my suicide attempt because once you say that, they will take you to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And who got the money for it? Like, not I, because the healthier system <laughs> in America is not the best. Yeah, it's not the best. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with that season, I did a lot of bad stuff. I don't regret none of them, to be honest, because it shaped me to the person that I am. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty as a Christian. I shouldn't have done it. But I never regret any mistakes, anything that I've done, because everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And eventually it comes to life. Like God will show you this is why it happened the way it did. I kid you not. Like I feel stronger. It's like each time we go through something, we come out feeling stronger. Yes. That's how I feel right now. Like, I feel like I'm conquering the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I am I came here for the throne, okay? Like, and that's on You better claim it. Right. So, right. I was just... Um, huh, I told you to... I'm, I think I'm going to take over. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> because, like, I just couldn't relate to chilling. No, go ahead. <laughs> because... Um, me and Kane, like, we sat down and we, we've talked. We had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. We, we've talked about, you know, things and stuff like that. And I could relate to, like, even when you're speaking about suicide attempt, I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, not, like, hold it in. Because it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I've tried that before. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So 
Um, but I only did it once. The only reason why I did not want to do it, because I remember going to church and they would say, like, if you kill yourself, like, you're, you're going to go to hell. hell. So I'm like, I don't want to go to hell. So let me not. So I was just forced to, like, um, not that somebody saved me, but I was forced to um, just yourself. not do it because I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And I would see where, you know, the churches, they play a part in that, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, <clears throat> when was it? It was when my auntie died. Like, I was going through, like, severe um, panic attacks, um, mm. anxiety attacks, depression. I kid you not, I felt so stuck, like, so stuck. And I just prayed God literally for two weeks straight. I, the, like, the reason why I say only two weeks, because I feel like, like, if God did not step in, I would have still been depressed. Oof, but, like, I was praying child. every every morning, every night, every chance I could get, because, like, I would not go to sleep. Because I felt like if I went to sleep, I would not wake up. So at night, I would just wouldn't sleep. I would just sleep in the daytime. So, like, stuff like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I could relate. And it's like, you know, not not recently, but, you know, sometimes I would still have, like, thoughts. Like, if I'm going through something, mm-hmm. I'm driving, I'm like, I need to curve my car because I don't want to do this no more. It's like, I feel you. Like, stuff like this, I just, I I feel you completely, but... Right now, I'm, like, mentally, I'm mentally there. I'm mentally strong right now. And I don't think I would ever go back to using those thoughts anymore because I feel like um, the one person I need to run to, I'm not doing that first. I'm just running to the first person that want to come to my ear, mm. and that is the devil. Come on, somebody. So it's Oof, like, child. now I'm just like, okay, now I'm just keeping it steady. So I feel like if I have any thoughts or any feelings, like, I just, you know, sometimes it says, like, I'm going to get a little churchy here. Sometimes, should. <laughs> sometimes um, there's a saying that always says, if you have nothing left to or anything to say or you cannot say, just just say, Lord, help me. That's it. That's it. Like, that's really. And he wow. like he knows everything. So mm-hmm. he knows what to do. So literally, that's all I say. Like, Jesus, help me. And I'm good. Like, so I feel everything. <laughs> so so going back to to so, Going back to the suicide attempt. So what triggered that, the, the last one? What triggered it? What triggered it and what got you out of it? Because you're saying that, you know, there's always, I'm not saying there's always someone to get you out of it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when attempts, there's something that gets you out. That so gets you out. Mm-hmm. What, what triggered it and what took you out of them? What triggered it? It was a lot of stuff that was already going on, but mm-hmm. it was like the, the icing on the cake that happened me and my mom got into it. Oh yeah. And it wasn't even we got into it. She got into it with me and like I didn't I didn't say a word. And that's when I knew like I felt like I had gave up on life that day because as she was talking, she was saying certain things to me. And I was literally just sitting there and taking it. Usually I would try to think about something so I could kind of tune her out because I know how words can affect me. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that I have to build myself every single day yep. for me to wake up and go out into the world because mm-hmm. this world is very rude and mean. Mm-hmm. I have to build myself up so that I can handle that. But because I was already going through it, I didn't even have the strength. Like I felt mentally weak and I also felt physically weak that mm-hmm. day. So as she was talking, I was just like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's the easiest way to go out? And I remember um, I thought about... Um, like taking pills and just overdose. And I texted my sister and my cousin and I texted a couple of people. It was like very few people. And I was just like, I love you. 
because I wanted them to know that I loved them. And it was, I honestly, this one was um, the most traumatic one for me. The last one was 2015. So the fact that the one in 2020 is like, wow, that's crazy. But it was the most traumatic one for me because I like literally I had nothing left in me, no fight left in me. I was done with life for real. So I remember when I texted my sister and my cousin, of course, they were um, worried. We have a group chat and I was pretty much telling them, hey, these are like pretty much business that I had to take care of. Can you take care of it for me? I was typing my bank account information so that they can pay some bills for me so that they don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to do this. So then um, I was getting some clothes for my little cousin so I could give it to her and stuff like that. And then my cousin, she came, my older cousin, she just came to the house and she went straight to my room. And the reason why I also knew like I gave up is because I love this girl. Like sometimes just seeing her or seeing my sister would give me all the strength that I need. Mm -hmm. But she was just in my room and I grabbed some pills and actually took four of them. And that's when she just snatched it out my hand. Like the thing is, I was fighting with her and I never thought I would do that because like, Again, my cousin, I love and have so much respect for her. And I'm like, I'm really fighting with her so that I could take those pills. So then she was like, that's it. You're going to the hospital. I'm like, I'm not going to the hospital. She was like, okay, then in that case, you're going to have to come to my house. I'm like, okay. So I went to her house and the whole time, like we were in the car and she was trying to pretty much give me some words of affirmation, but mm-hmm. that's not my love language. Yeah, sometimes that, that doesn't even work. <laughs> it, it wasn't working for me. Um, it took me a while to get out of the mindset of not wanting to hurt myself. And the crazy thing that happened is I went to her house and then my sister came. And an hour later, I found that this girl from the church passed away. Mm. It was Jessica. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was an hour later and it didn't hit me until it was 12.03 at night. I remember the time because... I was laying in bed and I was crying and I just got up and I was like, oh my gosh, her life just got taken away from her so sudden. Mm -hmm. And I was about to voluntarily take my life Mm -hmm. away. So now I started to feel guilty because I'm like, God, like, I'm so sorry I'm about to do, I was about to do this. Like, what? She just died the same day that I was going to take my life. Like, and we have mutual friends. Mm -hmm. So now I started thinking about our friends and I'm like, how would the church take that? Having two two youth members just Mm -hmm. gone. How would my friends take it? So now I was just like, oh my gosh. One, that was a selfish mood. Like, it was a selfish move. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I wasn't thinking about nobody else. Mm -hmm. I just, one thing I realized though, depression is living in a body that wants to live, but a mind that wants to die. Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's never us that wants to do the action. It's our mind telling Mm -hmm. us to do it. And your mind is very powerful. Exactly. So I literally had to take control over my mind and... Like, after that time, I was just like, I knew taking myself out of that depression stage was going to take a lot. So I just started partying because I, I didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I was suppressing it by doing all of that. And it got to the point where, like, I was legit losing myself. I started to feel so empty. And I remember talking to my friend, hey, princess, like, I love this girl. <laughs> big shout out. Like, big princess. shout out. She got me like she was one of the reasons why I got out of it Mm -hmm. because we had a long conversation and she was just like like I was able to vent to her and for the first well I wouldn't say for the first time but for the first time in a while I didn't feel like I was being judged I just felt like she was listening Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like she was like let me just help her blah blah (laughs) but she was legit just listening and I remember talking to her and I was like, I feel like God wants me to go on a fast, but it's like, uh, what she said. Mm. yeah, mm. she's like, mm. the whole time talking, mm. she's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
But um, when I shared that with her, she was like, I think you should go on that fast. And after I went on that fast, like, I came out a different person. But I was still doing those same things mm-hmm. that I was using to suppress my emotions. And I remember telling myself, I'm just partying for business. You know, me being a compliance instructor and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I, she told me, she was like, you know how it takes, I think, 21 days to build a lifestyle? So now partying, drinking, things like that, it became a lifestyle to me. So I got addicted to it without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. If a weekend go by and I wasn't partying, it's like I was on crack. Like, oh my gosh, what's going on this <laughs> what's week? What's the next move? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I just started to focus more on God and less of, like, my social life mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's how I was able to truly get out of it. God, honestly. Amen. No, and yeah, shout out to um, Princess. Princess because, I mean, we're all mutually, mm-hmm. we all know Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, great listener. She, you're right. She never is quick to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I aspire to be like that, to where I'm not quick to help because I'm always quick to help. Yeah, find and a not solution. quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know how it feels to need help and nobody can like help you. Sometimes I would I would go to her for help, and she just like. I don't know what to tell you, sis. Right. Speak to God. I'm like, oh my God. But one thing about it is she gonna listen. Yeah, she's gonna listen. I love that about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's gonna listen. So shout out to you, princess. So um what would you say for the people that's going that's going through mental health? How can they deal with it? Like what solution can you like advice can you give them? Number one, do not suppress it. Mm-hmm. feel everything even though it hurts what and it's supposed <laughs> to hurt yeah that's how you get the growth that's how you get stronger right so definitely do not suppress the pain but you also have to like try to find a way to learn from the situation mm-hmm. because I realize sometimes when I go through a situation and I just go through it without learning anything about it the situation come up again mm-hmm. or I still feel a part of me still hurt about the situation and I'm like I don't get it like I did the therapy <laughs> I prayed about it I did all that <laughs> right all it. what's the point <laughs> but I didn't learn anything from it so do not suppress the pain and listen if you need therapy most of us need therapy we just don't do it yeah. no shade though um yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah um <laughs> therapy is definitely something that I would suggest and people think therapy is for people who's crazy or people like me who's diagnosed with um, depression, anxiety, you know, therapy is for everybody. Mm -hmm. There are certain things in life that you deal with. You just need a third party Mm -hmm. opinion. You don't need your friends that know you or like know about the situation or whatever. Plus therapy helps you realize who you really are. I remember my therapist when I told her about, and that was recent too. I was like, I lied to you. I did have a suicide attempt in September. She was like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I was like, what do you mean you knew it? She was like, the way you came into that, um, because we, we have a session like every two weeks and sometimes we meet every week. Mm-hmm. She was like, the way you came into that session, you were calm. You were soft. Like everything you were saying, you were like just soft spoken. And everybody know I'm loud. Mm-hmm. I'm hype. Yeah. So they <laughs> notice the little things. And they help you figure some things out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may think you're dealing with this situation, but then you find out, no, 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 no. The situation triggered the thing that you're really going mm-hmm. through, you know? So definitely seek therapy and f- surround yourself with people who are not going to judge and people who would make sure that you take accountability mm-hmm. for what you're doing. Sometimes we put ourselves in that mess. Mm-hmm. With the th- This started because of the pageant. I was feeling bitter for not winning the pageant, this, that, and the third. But then 
the real problem became when I was partying. Mm. So I brought it to myself. I know for sure God don't want me in that environment, mm-hmm. but I wasn't willing to deal with the pain. So if you don't deal with the pain, you're never going to get better. Never. You might think that you better. Mm-hmm. I've met people who are like, man, I'm good. Da, 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 da. But why are you so mad? <laughs> you mad about life. And you get triggered by the smallest things. Yeah. Why? Why? That's because you never dealt with the situation. Never. Because I feel like most people, they don't want to feel it. But mm-hmm. it's like, they don't understand. You have to feel it in mm-hmm. order to get through it. And what you need to understand, too, is that it's not going to last. Like, it's not. It's you need to do the work in order to get there. Mm-hmm. You can't just just sit there and just suppress it and nothing happens. Like you have to do the work. You have to feel it like without any substances cuz mm. them they were off. Alcohol weed they were off. You feel me? And you still so if you keep doing it like there's no way. So it's like imagine you just using every substance you can mm-hmm. to not feel the pain for 10 years. That's 10 years you just wasted. 10 years you wasted. That's, that's been what happy. I was doing. Cool, child. That's listen, crazy. You better just understand. <laughs> Another <laughs> thing, too, I want to mention. Sometimes we have to go to the hospital. Like, go to your primary care doctor and tell them you're feeling this way, you're feeling mm-hmm. that way. Because sometimes it is depression. Mm-hmm. There's um, unresolved issues, and then there's depression. Yeah. I had both. <laughs> so 2019 was the year of release for me. I released the unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. So what I had left was being able to cope with my depression. Mm -hmm. So I remember going to the hospital this year and I was just telling um, my therapist and my doctor, I was like, it seemed as if I would be in a certain environment or I would have moments where I feel like I should be happy, Mm -hmm. but I'm not. It's like, I can't feel happiness. Like I was freaking out because like I'm looking and I'm just like, oh my gosh, why am I not happy? Like I should be happy. Like I don't get it. So um, my doctor put me on antidepressants and I took that for, I believe, a month, a month and a half. And then after that, again, I spoke to Princess. Mm -hmm. And then we realized I needed to change my lifestyle. That was the issue. So then when I went back to my doctor, he was like, how have you been feeling and stuff? I was like, I've been great. Like, I've been great. He was like, when did you um, stop taking the antidepressants? Because the medication was done. I was like, I don't know, like a month ago I stopped taking them. He was like, wait, you've been off of them for a month and you're happy? I was like, yeah. He was like, then you don't need them anymore. I was like, what? Hallelujah. And I was telling him, (laughs) I think the reason why is because I changed my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So he said the antidepressants gave you a boost for you to be able to get up and just live life. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the work was me, was Mm -hmm. all me. And then he said for that month, the medication wasn't like in your system. So you you did all of this. Mm -hmm. You're happy because you put the work in. And I was just like, oh. So I'm off the antidepressants. <laughs> okay, like thank you. Like, no, that was a moment for me. That was yeah. a moment for me. Wow, that's that's amazing. And this is a very you need to understand to listening listeners out here. This is a very sensitive. It, it really subject. is. And for the people that doesn't know about mental health, what like what are the misconceptions about mental health? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is. People think mental health has a look. Mm. Um, she's like, right, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead, Eve. That's ahead, crazy because while you were talking, I wanted to say this. When I first met you, mm-hmm. I would never have thought you was going through this. <laughs> never. This girl was just the most like outspoken. The, the party, yes. Just- <laughs> 
and then you know when we sat down and like not when we sat down when the whole instagram post i'm like mm-hmm. wow that makes sense too it's always sometimes not always mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's those kind of people you need to really Reach like dig to. into yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's the the first thing and i remember there was um somebody that i met and like they met me, they didn't see my IG or anything, and you know we had a good conversation, and that's when they were like, oh, you know, follow me on IG and stuff like that. And then I followed them, and I got home, and they hit me up. They were like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was looking into your IG, like I seen the post you made about the suicide attempt, and you talk about depression. You dealt with all of this? I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, like we just had a good conversation. Like mm-hmm. how do you? It doesn't have a look at all. Like. Somebody could be looking, like, very sad, but they don't have any mental health problems. They're just going through something. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be the happiest person, the life of the party, like me, and I actually have depression. Mm-hmm. Another misconception is that if you have any mental health problems, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You can't function. Mm-hmm. Like, some, I remember I used to feel like I can get into a relationship because nobody could ever love somebody as broken as me Mm -hmm. i remember thinking to myself i feel like like i'm afraid that i'm too broken to be fixed Mm -hmm. wow and i started to realize that i was speaking a lot of negativity into me yeah because if i feel like i'm too broken to be fixed then i'll never be fixed yeah and at the end of the day i also realized i used to be broken but now i'm just bent i'm not broken Mm. because i still have certain things that i need to work on i still have certain things that i need to deal with so no i'm not crazy um, yes, I function. I'm in school. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, like I'm living life like a normal person. And another thing, people need to see mental health like your physical health. It just happens to be your mind. Wow. And also, our mind is literally the only thing in our like it's like one of the things in the you know body that's working twenty four seven. Even yeah. when we're sleeping, it's yeah. working. So why would we? Why wouldn't we take care of it? Mm-hmm. You being able to do your business, going to work, stuff like that, breathing, all of that, it requires your mind. And people really take that for granted. Um, to be able to wake up and take the next step, some people can't even do that. Right. Like, it takes um a whole lot. Right. A whole lot. And even like to get through the whole day, like people just take it for granted. Like that's not easy. Like mm-hmm. to just, you know. Just function the whole day without exactly. like feeling some type of way like you want to like kill yourself or you don't want to mm-hmm. be here no more, you know. So yeah, y'all don't don't take don't take life for granted at all, and don't take anything you do, even if it takes like getting out of bed to go to work to go brush your teeth, to even like open your eyes. Some people can't even do that, right? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing too, like because people started talking about mental health and it's becoming like a trend or whatever. I feel like now people would throw that word around all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I think I have depression. I think I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think I have this. No, you're just going through something. And if you feel like you have anything, you need to go see your doctor. Mm-hmm. But some people are not, like, they just feel like they're not strong enough to go and actually be diagnosed with something because they're going to be like, oh my gosh, now I'm crazy. Now something's wrong with me. No, like, that's not what it is re- at all. I remember that um, because I've I seen a um, I spoke to you about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen a I forgot what it was called psychologist. Yeah, no, yeah, psychi- no psychologist. Psych- psychologist, psychologist or psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. They 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 prescribe pills. Mm-hmm. Psychologist. I seen a psychologist for my okay. anxiety. Um, and then I wanted to you know dive in further 
But before I seen her, I was remember I was telling my friends like I'm scared because like I don't want to be you know abnormal. Yeah, or <laughs> you know diagnosed with something that mm-hmm. I can't even like like I'm gonna tell my mom like mom like I have this and like mm-hmm. what like no. So I was like I was scared. But I finally seen her, but I stopped seeing her because I felt like I could handle it. Was I wrong? I was <laughs> I was dead wrong. I was like, I don't need this no more. Like she gave me the tools, you know. Um, you know, go take a cold shower or put ice in the water and just dip in there. I'm like, okay, that's not gonna help me though. I was like, like what the bro. heck? That's not helping me. I need more. Like, I need to know what's wrong with me. Like I like I used to just sit there like, what's wrong with what's wrong with me? But like now, like, you know. I told you too, like I'm looking now to go into, you know, actually seeing one um, because, you know, I want to know how to function, not, not, I don't want her to fix me. I want them to, I want them mm. to give the tools to function mm-hmm. if something were to happen. And like, um, if any Haitian listeners are listening out there, it's okay to go to therapy. You know, that's why God brought them here. That's why God gave them that road to take because, Come on. that he put them there for you you know like people just don't understand <laughs> like god of course god is always the answer mm-hmm. but like you think god would just make therapists for no reason right like just as he put you here to serve a purpose he put them there too come on now so you come need on to, now you come need on to, now go ahead. go ahead you need to you know go see one it's okay and if you're scared to talk to your mom or your parents just Think of it like as it this way. <clears throat> when you die, I'm sorry, I had to go. So, <laughs> I had to go because like some people take it there. Nah, you know, go some, there, some people go there. When you die, you die alone, and like you're you're not making your parents suffer, but you like you need to understand too. Like sometimes when you go there, you know, when you die, you know, everybody <laughs> suffers, and it's like it's not your fault, but you need mm-hmm. to understand it's about you. Mm-hmm. This life is about you. When you wake up, when you go do this, when you, it's mm-hmm. you, not your parents. So your parents could be happy and you're like, you're depressed. It's like, oh my gosh, I need my mom. No, like your mom lived her life. It's time for you to live yours. So do the necessary steps you need to take and go do that. Therapist is okay. What people don't know is um, mental health disorders are also biological. You could get it from your parents, a family member, but you yes. don't know that because especially mm-hmm. the Haitian community, that. we don't right. They don't, they don't know, know that. that. We mm-hmm. don't talk about it. And you could live in a household and you're like, oh my gosh, like we can't function in this house. That's because Ali, I got some mental health disorder. Y'all yeah. just don't know. Like, listen. They call this too. Right. And um one thing I had to realize too, the same way, because I remember talking to a Haitian adult and they were saying, Listen, that's just a demon in your head trying to take over your life. I said, Listen. The same way that when somebody's diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. you need doctors. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's the same way mm-hmm. somebody's diagnosed with depression and stuff. You need the therapist yep. to help you with it. Of At the end of the day, it is a disease. It's just a mental disease. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's he's just saying it like nah 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 nah. I've been I've been I've been listening to everything you, you guys be have been saying. And to uh, I wish we had more time, but what I could say is that. Like, I have a question, the last question for mm-hmm. you. So, for people to really help one another, like, based on, like, when it comes to when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. So, what can society or us can do better to have a better view on mental health? That way, we could notice it and do something about it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? 
Um, I was going to say the first thing would be to talk about it, but scratch that. The first thing to do is to not be judgmental. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with that for so long that it got to the point where I started to believe that depression was who I am. Anxiety <sighs> was who I am because people was judging me so much. And I couldn't go to nobody about it because it was always something. You either need to pray more or just stop doing what you're doing. Sweetie, no. <laughs> because when you stop judging people, then we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And this is why I talk about it on social media. This is why I'm so transparent because I know it's a lot of people that could relate to me, but they're too afraid to speak up because they're afraid that they're going to be judged. And different. now I have the type of mindset where I don't care like if you're judging me, I'm just going to remove myself from your environment, mm-hmm. plain and simple. I would say something like, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is how I'm feeling. This is how you should be seeing it and stuff. But I'm not going to waste my time on somebody who thinks that they're better than me. And <sighs> the crazy thing is usually I find this from Christians. And I'm a That's Christian facts. myself. That's facts. Just because we are Christians, we, you know, follow God. Mm-hmm. Honestly, most of us do a lot of the same sins that people in the world are doing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, every sin is equal. And when you have some mental health disorders, you start falling and you do certain things that that usually who you are. But at the end of the day, we need to stop judging each other and just get up and keep it push pushing. Uh, do I what feel, you gotta do to be mentally healthy. I feel you on that because when people be judging and stuff people that going through mental health mm-hmm. like when they trying to express themselves mm-hmm. and people judge them like now they just shut yeah. down right. they don't want to express you shut themselves them down. Mm-hmm. exactly so and that makes it more worse mm-hmm. damn see Christians we need to do better we need yeah we need to do and better and be the same people they be like the world is looking up to us so we have to do no 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 you gotta do better by not judging let's start mm-hmm. there Ooh. you gotta work on yourself first I'm in we right wow but this this has been a wonderful session. Eye opening. I wish I, I wish I I wish we had more time mm-hmm. to discuss it more. But this is not gonna be your last time coming here for a fact. Oh, you feel me? Girl, you come back. Miss Orlando, Miss Orlando, this is not your this is not your last time. So we appreciate your time. Thank you for thank you for having me accepting our you know for coming here. And it. spitting all the nuggets in here. <laughs> Real quick. And uh, for the people that are listening or watching, I hope you guys got something from it. Yeah. Because if you don't she, remember she, nothing, she, remember to go to therapy. <laughs> That's it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh we man. We shouldn't even be laughing. This is a serious conversation. No, it's it, it is. It is. <laughs> like go to therapy, you guys. Like I recommend it for everybody. Yes. And you guys could reach. Go ahead and give you our social media, man. Social so people, media, go ahead. aspiring underscore Ken aspiring. Hopefully, you guys know how to spell that underscore and then K A I N. Then you know, subscribe on my YouTube channel because I'm going to launch that in 2021 to talk about. Yes, man. And it's Kane Brain K A I N then Brain. Shout out to me. She gave me that name, and I, you know, I stuck with it. Hey, let's get it. And I got a few shout outs. I gotta give first of all I wanna give out um, the shout outs to, to the co-hosts that are not here, Jaco and Funzo. Mm-hmm. We we'll miss you guys. We we'll miss you guys. And secondly, um I wanna give a shout out to this amazing studio. Thank you, Studio, Studio 17, 17 Creative. Studio looks good, you guys. We appreciate you, man. Man, they got... The cute gift. Chocolate they got us a gift and everything. We appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much. And one last one. Thank you. To my boy right there, Ovens Music, cameraman. Come through.
Hey. <laughs> we appreciate you too, man. So thank you and thank you for the people that are listening, tuning on we each episode. We here, we are out in the open podcast, and we out, man. Let's we get out. it. We out. As you can see, discussion was open, and judgment were closed. So tune in to our next episode, and please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at what? Out, out in, in the, the open, open crew. crew. All right, let's, let's get, get it. it. Let's go. Woo.